This is the Fertile Mindset Podcast, where we explore all the emotional aspects of fertility to support you on your path to parenthood. My name is Sarah Holland. I'm the Fertile Mindset Coach and a mother to two children after my own fertility challenges. I hope you find all the support and inspiration you need within this podcast to carry you forward on your fertility journey towards your own successful outcome. It's also my wish that through listening to these episodes, you rediscover how to enjoy life now and live it to the full while you wait for your baby. Now, let's begin today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Fertile Mindset Podcast. It's lovely to have you here for another chat about all things fertility, mindset and emotions. If you'd like to take part in some real live chats along the same themes with me and others on a fertility journey, then do come and join us for the new Cuppa and Chat live sessions that are taking place inside my free Facebook group, the Fertile Mindset Cafe. These chats on Facebook Live are happening weekly and we choose a different aspect of fertility to talk about together to explore insights, different perspectives and how we can use EFT tapping to move through these emotional challenges and on to a calmer, clearer mind to support you and your fertility. To take part in these chats, the cuppa and chats, go to the link in the show notes to join the group or go to Facebook and simply search the Fertile Mindset Cafe and join us there. You'll see the date and the topic of the next chat and it would be lovely to see you there. And when you join, do say hello and let us know that you've come over from the podcast. So on to today's podcast, which was inspired by a recent talk I went to at the Mind Body Spirit Festival in London, where Dr. David Hamilton was speaking about the topics in his new book, Why Woo Woo Works. Now, David comes from an interesting place where he talks about the mind-body link and how powerful our minds are in relation to our body and our health, because he started his working life as an organic chemist for a major pharmaceutical company developing heart and cancer drugs and working on drug trials and research. What got his attention in the drug trials was how powerful the placebo effect was in the control groups. The control groups in research studies to test drugs are given a dummy drug, often just a sugar pill, believing though that they could be receiving the new medication that's being trialled. And although they had received no medication at all, he noticed that the improvements in health in the control groups were often significant, which led him to look further into what was happening when someone believes that they are receiving a drug and how does the body then react to that belief and create healing. If this fascinates you too, I highly recommend reading any and all of David Hamilton's books. They are all phenomenal and contain a huge amount of research to back up his theories, showing the power of the mind-body and how we can harness this for our own health and well-being. His latest book, which he spoke at at the event, is called Why Woo Woo Works, and this focuses specifically on how and why therapies such as Reiki and crystal therapy do in fact work and how it's proven by science. When he spoke to us about the power of using crystals in his talk, he invited us to take a small crystal from the stage and then return with it to our seats as he guided us through how to sit with the crystal, turning it over in our hands with our eyes closed, programming it to help us with a goal that we have in our life. By focusing on the goal while holding the crystal, it is programmed through the science of association. 
so that every time we pick up that crystal in the future, we are once again connected to the goal. It is brought to mind. And the more we feel a real connection to a goal, the more likely we are to achieve it. Now, this got me thinking about my own fertility journey and different things that I did throughout my time of trying for a baby because I believed or hoped that it would bring me luck. I know I approached some of it tongue in cheek and with an attitude of I'll try anything if it will help me get pregnant. But I did also feel this connection, the science of association too. There were many things that I did to bring me luck and I'll share some of them with you now so that you can have a laugh at my expense. But there was one that I'll save until last that I feel gave me a real strong connection to success and that I felt so strongly that I wasn't willing to part with this connection until exactly the right time. Okay, so first, some fun and silly ones. The first one was actually on the day that we decided to try for a baby before we knew that we would have any fertility problems. On that day, we were on holiday and we did two things. We went to a store called Mother Care, which sells everything for babies. And we bought a tiny little soft dog that we named Lucky to be our mascot on this journey to parenthood. We also went for tea at the best place to have tea in the whole of the UK, I'm sure, Betty's Tea Rooms in Harrogate. And I ordered their good luck green tea. It felt like the perfect and most obvious choice and little did we know that we would need luck at that point. But later, I felt like I must have known that it would be difficult for us. And having those good luck talismans, including the tea label with its name on that I still have to this day, it did feel like they helped us start our journey on the right footing, if that makes sense. It just felt right. Then later on, when we'd already been trying to conceive unsuccessfully for some time, we had a holiday to Saint-Emilion, the beautiful town in France. We went on a tour of their underground caves and a guide showed us this seat carved into the stone that was believed to be a fertility seat. And if a woman was struggling to conceive, she should sit on that seat and of course her wish to have a baby would come true. Well, my husband and I glanced at each other. We waited for the tour to move on and then I jumped onto that seat to absorb all of its magical powers. Did I get pregnant soon after? No, I didn't. But we did take another trip a while later to Bosnia, where we stayed in the capital, Sarajevo, and we went on a walking tour. Our guide took us to a small church where there was a tomb for a baby who had died hundreds of years ago. And it had become something of a legend that if a couple were to walk around the tomb and then lay under it and sleep, they would conceive a baby of their own. The problem was that this needed to happen, I think, for 40 days in a row, which was not going to be possible. But we did just spend a little bit of extra time with that tomb of miracles during the tour. And another time closer to home at a summer fair, there was a display by the local Morris men. Now, if you're not from the UK, you might not have heard of the Morris men or just the Morris. They are traditional folk dancers who dance with sticks and bells and are generally a lot of fun to watch. And I didn't know about their pagan links to fertility before that day, though, until they stopped their dancing and they announced that they had baked fertility cake. And would anyone like a slice? As the plate was passed around, I ran to the other side of the arena to make sure that I got my piece of fertility cake, arms waving, saying, me, me, me. I had been trying for a baby for quite some time by then and was no longer shy about grabbing any opportunity, however bizarre, that may improve my fertility. 
As I think of these memories now, they do make me smile, and they made me smile at the time too. They brought a sense of fun and lightness into what was a really tough and challenging time. They also kept our focus on having a baby and recommitting to it again and again in a fun and playful way. Did any one of those things help me get pregnant? Not directly at the time, but I do believe they helped me stay connected to my goal, my dream, and acted as little nods to my dream, telling me I was heading in the right direction. Now, there was one other thing that I'd like to tell you about, because this was a much longer commitment to something that acted as a lucky fertility charm for me. I have a friend who at the time was one of the most fertile people I know. She had three small children, quite close in age, so she was often pregnant when I first knew her. She knew of our struggles to have a baby and was one of the most supportive friends, often checking in with me, sending me flowers when I had a pregnancy loss, and generally understanding the right things to say and do. She's from New Zealand, and one day she offered to lend me her Maori fertility pendant made of green stone. She told me that she had worn it before she conceived, as had some of her friends, and now she wanted me to have it to help me. Now, there was a lot of history there, a lot of success, and it was only passed on to me when a mutual friend of ours who'd also had fertility issues had got to her 12-week scan and felt comfortable to pass it on to me. So I received this with deep gratitude and a kind of reverence around the power of this pendant. And I wore it every single day for the remaining few months of trying to conceive. Then through my positive pregnancy test on Christmas Day 2006, through all the early scans I had, and once I got to my own 12-week scan, I gratefully and happily passed it on to the next friend who was in need of some fertility magic. Do I believe this pendant had special powers? It is true that everyone who wore it became pregnant, even if they had fertility issues. And this fact made me commit 100% to wearing it myself. Something that helped me through my time of trying to conceive my first baby was a constant and unwavering belief that someday, somehow I would become a mother, I would have a baby. And wearing the pendant and all the other things I did helped to affirm that belief and make it stronger. Belief alone, is that enough to overcome fertility issues? What if there is a real medical problem, something that needs treatment to make pregnancy possible? Well, this is where we come to the powerful combination of our mind, our thoughts, our beliefs, and the impact they can have on our body and our health, but also the clarity that comes with a strong and calm mind. A clarity that identifies when we need to reach out for medical support, whether that's for testing, for diagnosis or for treatment. And we can then take those steps and make decisions about fertility treatment from a very clear and informed place. It's the combination of our own innate power to heal and to know what we need alongside the medical science that can bring amazing results for so many which is why having lucky charms, pendants, rituals or whatever will always have a special place for me. If nothing else, they are a constant reminder of what I truly want in my life and they bring me back to myself, to my own plans and dreams and belief that somehow this is possible. And as I've been talking to you about this and remembering the pendant I wore through the last part of my fertility journey and into pregnancy, I was also thinking about the members in the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary. Because when a new member joins us, we send them a little gift in the post. It's a special sanctuary wristband with a message of support. And when we meet on Zoom and I see our members, often they're wearing their wristbands. 
they feel connected to our support by wearing it and having this constant reminder with them at all times. I've been told that the wristband has accompanied them to fertility appointments, through their treatment procedures, or that they just wear it every single day like I did with the pendant. So if you are in the sanctuary, make sure you send us your address so we can get a wristband in the post to you. And if you join us now in the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary, we'd love to send you one too. You can learn all about the support in the Sanctuary membership and join us at fertilemindset.com sanctuary. I'd love to hear if there's anything that you have done for good luck as you wait for your baby. Come and tell us in the Fertile Mindset Cafe on Facebook and I'll speak to you next time on the Fertile Mindset Podcast. I'm so pleased you're listening to the Fertile Mindset Podcast and now I would love to invite you to join us in the Fertile Mindset Sanctuary. The Sanctuary is my fertility support membership which is focused on taking care of you and helping you enjoy your life while you wait for your baby. In the Sanctuary, I'll guide you through using an amazing technique called EFT or tapping and you'll soon be feeling less stressed and more joyful. If you're not already in the Sanctuary, do come and join us today because the best time to start receiving support on your fertility journey is always right now. Honestly, it makes such a difference to have good quality emotional support and techniques that you can pick up and use yourself whenever you need them. Go to fertilemindset.com slash sanctuary to join us today. I look forward to hopefully seeing you there and at the next episode of the Fertile Mindset Podcast.